0: Welcome to an Owner's Guide for Your Life, the podcast that combines psychology, coaching, common sense, and fun. I'm Tracy Browning, an entrepreneur, life coach, and lover of people. Now, let's talk about how to live, love, make money, and change the world. Hey, I'm glad you're here. This is Episode 2 of An Owner's Guide for Your Life, and today we're going to talk about managing our minds. This, it's the foundation of owning your life. Being able to manage my mind has helped me more in life than pretty much anything else I can think of because my mind touches everything in my life from my interactions with my husband, to the way I perform my work. I'm an entrepreneur, I've got several businesses, and my mind stays busy, it's filled with thoughts and decisions and information and judgments, and all the stuff. My mind is the filter that I use to see the world. My opinions about myself and my value, about other people and their value, my mind decides what I want to eat and how much of it and when and and if I enjoy my food and the same kind of things go on in your mind I can't come up with anything that isn't affected in some way by what happens in our heads now managing your mind you might not be quite familiar with this idea, and it may seem like one of those phrases that the cool nerdy kids say, or some people I know might say, well, that's just hippy dippy stuff. But let's start with this. Here's what managing your mind doesn't look like. It doesn't look like sitting cross-legged on your yoga mat and meditation for hours every day chanting Home. No. Now, there's a place for that, but you don't have to meditate for hours every day. Managing your mind doesn't look like ignoring your feelings or pushing them away. Your goal is not to be a robot, well, I don't think that's your goal, but I think your goal is to be an excellent owner of your life. Now. Managing your mind doesn't mean being so wrapped up in yourself and focused on you that everything's all about you and you're just not any dang good for anybody else because you've become so narcissistic that it's all about you. No, that's not managing your mind. It also doesn't mean that you've got to follow this rigid program for superhuman success. Anybody who knows me knows how I feel about rigid programs like it goes back to my earliest childhood where I would, like pop my little toddler hands on my little toddler hips and say you ain't the boss of me that's how I feel about rigid programs nah yeah. so here's what managing managing your mind looks like it starts with being aware of our thoughts noticing what we're thinking we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. And we're not going to be able to be aware of them and all and corral them all. And you know, we've got life to live. We've got things to do. So we can't just sit around and think about our thoughts all the time. Even people who love to think, and I love to think, we don't want to sit around and think about thinking all the time. It's not what we're after. You want to pay attention periodically to what you're thinking. And then you start to see patterns of thoughts and feelings that they hook together like a daisy chain. Did you ever sit out in the yard and make a little daisy chains? I did, it was fun. But the idea is, you know, one thought leads to another and another and another. So here's a story to show you the impact of thoughts. Back in 2015, the Dove company, the soap people, you know, the beauty company, not the Dove chocolate folks, They had an advertising campaign that they called Choose Beautiful. And they went to buildings in five different cities that had side by side entry doors and they put a sign over one door that said beautiful. And the door next to it had a sign that said average. And then they tucked themselves away out of sight and they filmed people entering the buildings, making the choice about Which door to walk through? Now stop and think, what would you do? Would you even notice the signs? (laughs) On which door would you choose? I'll tell you my answers in a minute. Now like you'd expect, some people were just oblivious to the signs and they just bebopped on in because, you know, they had things on their mind and they're just, it was a door. Now others would stop and look up and study the signs and make their choice. And you know, you can watch them and the body language was like so strong for some of them. You could see the wheels turning in their head and then you could tell when they had decided which door to walk through. So if they chose the average door, their head would just drop and their shoulders slump forward and it was, it was like a walk of shame through the average door. But if they chose the beautiful door, oh, you know, their heads were up, their shoulders were back, and there was this confident stride right on through the beautiful door. Now, some people would glance up and see the signs and just, you know, make a quick decision without even breaking stride. It was was really funny. I saw footage of this one woman. She was like grabbing her friend and almost dragging her over so they could walk through the beautiful door like she's telling her. I've got enough belief from both of us. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> oh, Which door do you think most people chose? Most people chose to walk through the average door. Now what's also interesting about this is that once they got inside, surveyors would ask people why they chose the door they chose. And one of the few women who went through the beautiful door said, I felt empowered. It was my time to tell the world I think I'm beautiful. But average door comments were basically along the lines of who am I to say I'm beautiful? And yeah, I went through the average door it felt bad. Now this story, has a has a very personal side for me, because it's just come to mean a lot in my family. I was telling my husband and our sons about this campaign. I guess the year after it happened, so now about five or six years ago, and I told them I would have walked through the average door. Well, my oldest son, now he's this big, burly construction superintendent and he deals with gigantic equipment and dirt moving, tractors and trucks, and he is not into beauty things and fashion at all. But he said, he just popped right up and said, I'd be strutting through that beautiful door like this. (laughs) And Mama, you should too. Well, there are three things here that I just love. First, I love that I raised a human who thinks like that. <laughs> I really love it. I just want to sit and enjoy that for a minute. Oh, the second thing is, I love that he's right. We should all be able to strut through the beautiful door. How good would that feel? <laughs> and third this this is really it's just become a catchphrase for us we'll ask each other hey you're walking through the beautiful door it's like a reminder check your thinking see if we're working off of bad information you know or <laughs> we've got that stinking thinking going on are we really making a good choice i mean it's even so much of a phrase in my even my extended family my sister made me this sign that just says beautiful to hang over my door so <laughs> I highly recommend. Use that. Are you walking through the beautiful door? So, those years ago, I wasn't ready to walk through the beautiful door. I wasn't happy about it. I didn't like it. So knowing the things that I know about brains and thinking and such things, I looked closely at what my thoughts were. Now it wasn't only because of the word beautiful itself, what it means, even though I I do had a lot of thoughts about, I don't look like a cover model, but I noticed all the things I'd attached to the word beautiful. Here are a few thoughts I'd developed over my life thinking I'm not beautiful. It's kind of sneaky. I'm not beautiful had daisy chained into thoughts of I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy. I don't measure up. I don't matter. It's not what beautiful actually means. But I started associating things with beautiful. It's like our own personal game of Jeopardy. Like, I'll take things associated with beautiful for $500. That's what our brains do. They just make pathways and associations. Now, Here's the second step, and it's just as important as the first step of being aware of your thoughts. The second step in managing your mind is realizing not all thoughts are true. Just because you've got a thought going through your head doesn't make it true. It's just the thought, it's just a sentence rolling through. Now, that may be an idea you want to spend some time with because we're so accustomed to believing everything we think. We've got all these thoughts rolling through our head. After all, it's our head, and it's in our voice. It must be true, right? No, thoughts our sentences and phrases that we think. We do not have to believe them all. We get to decide what to believe. And since we get to decide what to believe, why not choose to believe thoughts that will help us? It sounds really simple, doesn't it? (laughs) It is simple, but it's not always easy. It's a skill to practice. The more you do it, the stronger your belief muscle will get. It's just like working out. The more you work out, the stronger your muscles get. Now, you're going to find it's easier to do with certain thoughts. Well, it's harder to do with others. Sometimes you'll be able to catch yourself really fast and think, "Oh crap, man, that is not helping me, not at all." And other times, you will be so far down the path, <laughs> believing all the thoughts that you've daisy chained together in your mind, because you know you've spent years knitting these thoughts together. They're pretty dang strong, but it doesn't mean they're unbreakable. And it doesn't mean they're true. Now, along with our thoughts, come our feelings. And our thoughts and our feelings collaborate to bring about our actions and thoughts and feelings and actions. This is what makes up our life. But for today, we're going to stop here. And we're just going to think about our thoughts. Next episode, we'll talk about feelings. Now, in future episodes, I'll be featuring questions from listeners, other life owners just like you. If you've got a question or a topic or situation you want us to explore, send me an email. Doesn't have to be fancy. Cover your basics and send it to Tracy at tbrowning.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y at T-B-R-O-W-N-I-N-G dot com. Put podcast question in the subject line and hit send. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when new episodes drop each week. Now, go live, love, make some money, and change the world.